Minuti. <laughs> Kristen, should we do it one more time? Would it get you going? I'm going. Oh, that's not even my dog in the background. Oh no, that was Rudy. He, oh Huxley, he's Mama's home, I think. Who's Rudy? Rudy? <laughs> I call him Huxley. I call Huxley Rudy because when he barks, it's like roo, 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 like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Sorry. All right, so that's one way to open the show. <laughs> so, who do we have here tonight? So oh, I'm hi. here. Ke- I- Kelly's here. And, and, Kelly's and, there. Yeah, and to the right of me, we have who? Uh, it's me, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, what's Jeffrey. up? I'm happy Not to much. see your face. I Am know. I supposed to, Are we doing self-introductions? Hi, I'm Dana, recently 42, father of two. Yes, and below okay. me is... I'm Kristen, recently below. 45, mother of two... Dogs? Yeah, she did it. There you go. <laughs> she hesitated a bit, but she she got there. And then there's this new person that joined us. Uh, his, his coloring's a little darker than what we're used to seeing. Um, who are you, sir? Don't you pick on my melanin? I'm from Sicily. Yeah, what's up with you? Who are you? <laughs> his name's Tanner. I'm Brian. He's Tanner. I'm Tanner. Brian. There you go. You're, you're the you're I'll the Tanner you. Brian. Where yeah, were you on vacation? Here in central New York. That's the beautiful thing about waiting for spring in central New York, right? Yeah. We got as five of the gets... 11 sunny days for the year. I know. So who else has anxiety about that? Yeah. Like I looked at the forecast this week and I'm like, there's nothing but sunshine. <laughs> we're going to pay for this later. I was like, yeah, look at next week's. <laughs> Meanwhile, and then you know. humidity of 107 sets in. Yeah, yeah, but we're still in May, so like these these days are a gift. It's like seventy five and sunny, and it's beautiful. That's true. That's true. And those are you the know. beautiful days of seventy five. Gross ninety here. Yep. Damn. Yeah, that's gross. I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, but it's okay. I got broccoli. Boo. Broccoli. I think you're going to have to explain because that's not what I say when it's like ninety and sunny. Here. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. just wake up and go, "Hey, baby, uh, I got broccoli." All of a sudden, like some of my broccoli plants, I looked down. I was like, "Oh, there's broccoli! Look at that! Who knew?" When did you When did you plant that shit? <laughs> um, February. A few days before I left for New York. That's hard to grow. I hope your broccoli turns out well. My fillets never really fill out. They just kind of get all sticky and long. My broccoli just get long, like long. Yeah, yeah. yeah make sure you eat it before of, like, it goes to flower. Yeah. No, mine are get... like getting real big. Like it's crazy. I'm like, oh, oh. that's exciting. Oh. Yeah. Who knew? Well, I mean, I, you're in the food desert, so you eat. I I fertilize the shit out of them, so here's hoping. There you go. And I got my cantaloupe growing. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, baby, I can't wait to see your melons. Me neither. <laughs> Hopefully they're bigger than the ones on my chest. One would help. Yeah. I heard they're hard to grow though, so I'm not real uh But you got broccoli, so you know what? Anything's possible. 
And lots of peppers, honey, lots of peppers. <gasps> Ooh, tell me, tell me. You know I love me a good pepper. What kind of peppers you got going on? Just, I did a lot of bell peppers, you know, because it's just my jam. It's bell peppers. All I like right, well, bell peppers, I'm too. Yeah. You never know if you're going to get giant bell peppers or a bunch of tiny ones. So you can't really overdo pepper plants. You just pound that ton of them. Yeah, I like I, and I did. Peppers. I like the banana peppers. But Andy and I have been into the poblano. Am I saying that? Oh, that's oh, a good one. Those are my faves. Really good. And mm -hmm. I don't know why. A little bit spicy. Yeah. yeah, but they're just, they got a nice flavor to them. We had so. those last year. We did that. Yeah. Uh, Mel did that last year. And, and any no, kind I just, of tomato. Yeah, I did a oh, lot of tomatoes. Oh, yes. I mean, come Any on. Kind of tomato. Nothing is more heartbreaking than not having a good tomato harvest because I got to so... do my banana water. Did you banana, banana water? water? What, yeah, what? banana on your tomatoes. You soak your banana peels in the water uh, overnight. I don't know about then, this. And you then you potassium. Yeah, and then you dump the water on your tomatoes, your do you tomato see plants. Face? It's like, huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. I know about the coffee grounds and this and that, but I have not heard about banana water. I feel yeah, good about your banana water. I feel like that's going to be a success story. It is. It's it worked last year greatly. Yeah. We, they totally, like, all of a sudden there was more tomatoes like crazy. I have to do everything in containers, me. though. I have to do all container plants. Con container oh, that's what I've got going. Like, my strawberries are in a container. I have containers all over the deck. The potatoes are in a container. Pot that is my new thing this year. I want to plant potatoes. I did. I did. They look like it's actually a very nice green looking plant. I was like, is it supposed to look like that? Is that normal? The weird thing to me about a potato is like you, you plant, a, you don't really plant a seed. You plant like a mini potato, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, we'll no, you know out. what I always do is when I forget about the potatoes and they start growing in the cupboard, then I just take them outside and bury them. And yes. <laughs> yeah, so I work with a woman yeah. who, her and her husband are legit potato farmers, and she was telling me once they start growing the, the shoots, you can actually cut Fibulous. them off, and as long as there is an eye there, you can plant plant that, and you'll have yourself a potato. And that one potato may give you 10 more potatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, there so, you go. I kind of want to try that out. Have you guys done the purple potatoes? I love purple potatoes. Those I've are my favorite. Chips. Purple Brian. potatoes are my favorite. Brian, <laughs> Brian, that was so on point. I like the chips. Okay. I did. Oh, you like, you like <laughs> oh you're you're a peach. I, I planted the garlic today, but everywhere I looked said, "Oh, you do garlic in the fall," but I'm like, "This says summer garlic." I'm like, "What the hell?" We'll find out. You, might get, ramp, you might get ramps then. I, wait, hold ramps. on. There's, oh, yeah. Ramps, are, those are good. Garlic ramps are like chives. It's yeah, like the sprouts. Okay. Well, it's the sprouts, and they're yeah. delicious, and they're wonderful yeah. for cooking. Yeah. Well, either way, I put them in a pot so that I can bring it in, you know, because I also have enough lights in here that I could start a grow house. Um, oh, is so that I'm what like, you're doing? Well, really? For plants, because <laughs> the produce here sucks. You uh, know what I mean? I don't need to grow weed. You We've don't have the big growing you know, season down there, right? Not anyway. like the DEA is going to like show up at your house, right? <laughs> let them. Let them. What are they going to do? Take my pepper plant? Let yeah, Monsanto's going to come and copyright infringe <laughs> your plants and take them. <laughs> come take my oregano and my dill. Like, I'm really excited about my, my dill. dill. It's oh. getting real big, though. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I got to trim when, that bush. My, like my dill plant got like six feet tall a couple years ago. It was like shot up. It's huge. out of control. Yeah. 
All right. So what's your favorite thing to grow? Right now? I don't know. All of it. I love just being able to go like get my fresh oregano and and I have like five basil plants because one's never enough for me because the basil that I use Mm. is um, insane. So I have a lot of basil plants. And it smells wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anybody so. tried doing lettuces? Because I swear, like, yeah. I'm yeah. excited about, yeah. And I never can do I, them. I, right. Like, it just disappoints. Like, I get, like, I one salad the, out of them. Do yeah, the exactly. romaine right off the, the, the thing. You know, you get the romaine, and then you, you cut the thing off and put it in the cup and regrow it. I, oh. grow, I grow my lettuce at Trader Joe's. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, we had a whole, the whole, like, rectangle of lettuce that was growing. It just looked like a chia. Like it was a big rectangle of just lettuce growing straight up out of the dirt. Like I'd go out there sometimes and just grab a handful and eat it. Like most of the time it never made it to a bowl. Like I would just kind of eat it as I was walking around. Hmm. All right. It's a walking salad, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the garden was. I was just kind of, I'd just go from thing to thing like, oh, I want that. And I eat a little cherry tomato and then take a handful of lettuce and I was going to say, I did that with tomatoes as a kid. I used to literally have a salt shaker in my pocket and like run around with like a tomato in one hand and like a pepper in another hand. There is nothing better than a warm sun ripened tomato and a little bit of salt. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. That is heaven right there. It's getting me excited for summer and the growing season. (laughs) That was like Western New York summer right there. Because like where we grew up, in the summer, like the mushroom fields were going, and like we grew up by a bunch of farms. Like that's just oh, I never we saw a mushroom to. field. Where do you have mushroom fields? The mushroom fields were like if you were going down like Seneca Street towards East Aurora and like that direction. Yeah, that was right near my house. How did I not notice that? I don't know. I like the green tomatoes on the outskirts at the outskirts of like Elma. Yeah, that's if you're going towards if you're going live. towards the four hundred. You yep. like the green tomatoes? You, you're looking for a bee hey. charmer? Hey, fried green tomatoes, honey. Secrets in the sauce. Sure is. So can, can we just <laughs> say that everybody's excited for summer and the growing season? Because we've had a long winter. Yes. I love the growing Not me. Season. I've had a long winter. All Sorry right, I, 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 I got a real question for y'all. Would you guys have so, three days? Yeah. Of winter. <laughs> of winter. yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it's snowed like four flakes down, down there. I know. Whatever. Horrible. So has anyone been affected by mer- mercury going retrograde? Because everybody I've talked to it is like instantly allergic to other humans and all kinds of angry and set off in every which way. Wait, that's not normal? <laughs> <laughs> that's Brian every day. Yeah, was it was that heightened for you, honey? Because I don't know. Right? <laughs> it sure was. Holy cow! The last seventy-two hours have been a. I'm gonna ding myself here. A shit show. Like it real. Like everybody is just on high alert and super agitated to be around other humans. Yeah, everybody like at work is like anxious and like on edge, like ready to. And I'm like, what we're, yo, y'all, we're here for I noticed nobody's. I noticed nobody's paying attention a lot. Like while you're out driving and stuff, there's like, in another oh, world. That's, 
that's Delaware. Every, everywhere in Delaware. It's, it's worse, though. I think they got COVID brain or something. I don't know. It's horrible. I think it's just the human state right now, you know? So, hey, we had a, um, a very memorable event this week. Um, Dana, you mentioned it. You turned, what, 42? Oh, yeah. I'm 42. Happy, so, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Birthday. Uh, birthday. Thanks. Yes. We are thankful for your birth and that you are here with us. Oh, yeah. good. At least that's how I'm I glad, I'm glad for you. Here's the 42 <laughs> more. No. Oh, God. He's like, don't do that to me. <laughs> I don't want to do it that long. That's You're only like, 84. No. I know. That's a lot. That could, it depends oh, how. Uh, well, it depends what shape you are. Well, unfortunately, so, I'm in pretty good shape. So how would we feel it's about like, for foregoing our uh, our weekly check-in of emotions to jump right into uh, a pretty time-sensitive, heavy topic that's hit the news this past week? It's yeah. fine with me because going into said topic will just send me just 11. <laughs> All right. So um, many of us on this show choose for our mental health and well-being to disconnect from the news because oftentimes it's very triggering. I myself fall into that category. Brian mentioned earlier that he is one said person who finds that the news is a source of a lot of unneeded and unwanted stress and anxiety. But I think there's a big topic we really can't uh, avoid right now. And that's what might be going on or is going on with the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. So um, I'm going to invite... Oh. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the buy one, get one over at the fast track. I'm just kidding. That was... <laughs> Yeah. See what I did there. Oh. <laughs> Buy one, get one, Slurpees. You no. can make it churn. Oh God, no. So that, 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 those those are good for coping, but um, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask Brian to fill us in a little bit on what I know. You've been taking a time out from the news, but of the, the tidbits you gathered, what have you heard? So basically the Supreme Court, before they issue like a final opinion on something, they do like a, like a behind the scenes mock vote and see where everything lies. And then they write a draft opinion. So when they did the mock vote, it obviously came out uh, five to four with John Roberts siding with the liberal justices. Um, and so... Alito, I guess Clarence Thomas was originally supposed to write the opinion, but she's a little tied up right now with Jenny. So um, she they be. asked, yep, they asked Alito to write it. And basically he, he eviscerated Roe v. Wade, Casey verse, uh, Planned Parenthood. And he also cited in there two other cases that have implications for gay people that I don't think they realize. Um, Lawrence versus Texas and uh, Augerfeld versus Hodges were the two gay ones that he also mentioned. So one no, think, allows God. I think he realized it. I, I don't think the general public realizes it. Oh no, he realized that. I'm saying yeah, no, nobody. That's the realized. problem. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Is that? Oh no. That, he 
he wrote that they're, as a map for their next yeah. few moves after this. Exactly. They're opening it. They're opening it up to the next moves after overturn. After giving it back to the state, which is what overturning Roe v. Wade will do, is putting it back to the state's hands, which you've already seen in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Iowa, mostly southern states and plain states. You're seeing this happen. And now you're seeing in Texas, Iowa, Utah, trans rights being taken away. The next thing, like Brian is saying, is going to be gay rights, whether it's marriage, whether it's whether it's, you know, insurance, like uh, civil union insurance, whether it's whatever the case may be. They're just lining it up for the next one. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. I mean, Clarence doesn't have to bring back the ban on interracial marriage. He can just get rid of Jenny, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> people will pass some laws about vaginas again. It's always, you know, the men like to make the rules. And well, uh, unfortunately, that's not... Well, another thing that people don't realize, too, is... Uh, Casey versus Planned Parenthood um, had to do with having to let your spouse know that you're going to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, women had to, like, it wasn't legal if you were married to have an abortion all on your own. Correct. So that has implications for contraception without your husband knowing or Mm -hmm. anything really. And that's what's what's happening in Louisiana and Mississippi right now is Planned Plan B is becoming illegal, um, and I want to say uh, in Louisiana or Kentucky right now they want to make condoms illegal. What? So, yeah, you're like okay. This okay, is here's how what far I, this is going. Like, here's what I don't understand: is the states that want more babies, or the states that don't have any welfare to take care of the babies? And that's what's happening: is that I don't understand. When you're overturning Roe v. Wade and you're taking away these abortion rights, and we need to we need to define abortion as abortion is anything that is getting rid of a, a fetus. And that can be anything from a miscarriage and having a DNC or the health of the mother or ending a pregnancy. I mean, but I had a miscarriage. I was not allowed a DNC because my gynecologist, who was a man, would not perform it. Later on in life, Craig and I could never have children. Part of that reason was likely because I was never given a DNC the first time I had a miscarriage because that was considered an abortion and he would not allow me to have an abortion. My gynecologist, who was, of course, a man. Mm. Medically, that is considered an abortion. Most people do not realize that's what the definite that is one of the definitions of abortion is something as medical necessity as that. An atopic pro- pregnancy, if a woman has an atopic pro- pregnancy, which is common, which is common, yeah, my aunt had one, it almost killed her. Yes, it's, it's as painful, if not more painful, than septic shock. There is no viable pregnancy whatsoever, and the woman is. I think it's about 90% chance of dying. She will have to have an abortion. If you have a mother of eight who already has eight children and she becomes pregnant and in the seventh month, 
that child no longer has a heartbeat, a lot of times, some states and in some practices, they'll make that woman carry that child full term and have, then have that child. What kind of psychological damage are you then doing to that woman and to that family when that family is not going to bring home that child? Yeah. And that woman is forced to have that go through that. Well, and I think that's exactly the point, Kristen, is that we could, it's not possible to name all of the individual circumstances that mm -hmm. arise um, and that can arise. And, and my position on the whole thing is that this should be a conversation between a care provider and the patient. And it does not belong on the Supreme Court. Um, I don't believe that individual states should regulate health care. And this is a matter of health and wellness. Um, I think all of you know that, I, you know, we've talked about it privately that I am some, I am one of those people that terminated a pregnancy. Um, and to imagine that I lived in a place or a state that wouldn't allow that, I couldn't imagine what my life would be like today. Um, but my story, it, it's unique to me, but it's not unique to women and families in general. And I think this is a frightening path to go down, quite honestly. Um, I've not heard a single legitimate argument um, on the other side of why this should be a matter for the Supreme Court. I've heard a lot of ridiculous claims. Well, mm -hmm. I would never consider terminating a pregnancy or I. And every example I've heard is somebody who hasn't walked the path. Correct. Right. And it comes down to, I think, a simple human right that we are not in a position to decide for another. Right. Mm -hmm. it, and that includes the opinions of medical professionals. I mean, Kristen's example is a horrible one that you didn't have a care provider that was looking out for your long-term mm -hmm. um, wellness and, and best care. But this really shouldn't be happening and shouldn't be legislated through government, in my opinion. You know, well, why does a man have any say? Well, well it, it's not just a man. A you know, it's not just a man versus a yeah, woman. Yeah, why? I mean, I think I I am sensitive to framing this about men versus women because I don't think it's about that per se. I think, unfortunately, that predominantly the leaders who've had the greatest impact in this conversation are men. Why do men become gyne like why I don't understand why men become gynecologists? They trying to look at boxes all day, bitch. That's why. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be like I don't want to like I mean, I'm sure there's good doctors that are I, I just that if I was a woman that'd be weird to me. And we well, do no, need to I Go ahead, go ahead, I know, go ahead. I I was just I'm wondering what your girl's opinion are. I I think we also need to realize that there are men too that can have children with there are men with wombs that have children and that is something else that we need to keep in mind when we're having this discussion that there are men and women that have children and some of people listening to this that may not have broader minds may not understand that statement but if they brought in their minds they may be able to do that mm -hmm. unfortunately what's going to happen and what's 
is kind of inevitable and what's kind of been happening in Texas, which we've seen and Mississippi, which we've seen the last, you know, six to eight months is that disproportionately communities of color and low income communities are the communities that are going to be most affected by all of this. Absolutely. Because you're going to have people. states in the South, in the Plains, in the Midwest, where already healthcare is almost inaccessible to indigenous communities, to Hispanic communities, to black communities, to poor communities, you know, regardless of color. Right. So just well, telling yeah. somebody go to another state where it's legal is it, about the impossible. most offensive response I've ever it's heard. Illegal. Well, and, and they yeah. can't because they're making that illegal as well. Well, yes. well not, not only Texas that, but it, if you live in South Florida and they, and this, it happens i mean you'd have to travel i think up to like pennsylvania or ohio or something that's like quite a ways yeah Virginia, for people who have yeah. no means yeah yeah i mean it's 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 radically ridiculous i mean i i was having a conversation with my father on mother's day oddly enough on uh, about this discussion because you know his whole thing was well how late do you think it is to have a, have a baby aborted and i said as late as it is to keep a woman healthy, to keep the mother healthy, because it's the woman's life. The woman is, is alive and viable. It is, and I think one of the At this um, point. one of the best articles that's resur resurfaced was an interview with Pete Buttigieg. Did you guys see that one? It was from no. I think 2019. He was interviewed by Chris Wallace and. Chris was trying to get him to say basically, oh, you're pro-abortion, you're pro this, pro that. And he said, you know, um, he said, well, how late is too late? And he said, well, the reality is if we're talking about late-term abortion, that mother has already made the choice mm -hmm. to welcome a child into her life. Exactly. And if a decision is being made that late in the game, not the game, but at that late stage in the pregnancy, it's not a casual decision. It's not exactly. a oops, I woke up and just discovered I was pregnant. There was a serious medical issue, either for the mother or the child, that, that person and their care provider have to discuss and make a decision around. It's not a casual, you know, I'm so sick of hearing that this is just a lazy form of birth control. Exactly. You know? oh. Oh. Yes. I mean, it's infuriating to hear comments like that. And it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't like to judge people's intelligence based on comments like that, but it certainly is reflective of, well, it's certainly, it's not something I ever had to go through. So, you know, why can't the rest of the world figure out? It just shows what a lack of disconnect we have with other humans and how unique each of our paths are, you know? And if I hear one more person tell me that, well, adoption is always an option. I just might scream because not when there's looking over two hundred thousand children when you're looking at foster living fathers. It, well, and fathers. how many children in this country are living below the poverty level, Probably and mine. how many of them were were born into absolutely horrible situations? You know, mm -hmm. um, the mother didn't receive proper prenatal care, or the family. I mean, the list of traumas that are existing not just in this country but the world over. Um, mm -hmm. it's no small list. And to just casually say that one person's morality is going to 
you know, be the blanket over everyone else's decision is just, I can't wrap my head around it. I know I'm not speaking eloquently about this, but it's a very triggering topic for me personally. Um, I, Jeffrey, I'd like to hear what you have to say because um, you've been a little bit quiet and probably because <laughs> Brian and I are sucking up all the oxygen in the room right now. No, I'm just taking it all in because the whole thing is just, you know, it's all absolutely maddening to me. And, you know, I hate when somebody uses uh, adoption uh, as like their, their scapegoat. The fallback, because, right? Yeah, uh, that makes me just lose my absolute shit because as an ex-foster parent and a current adoptive father, uh, fuck you. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. fuck you uh, and your whole family. Because, uh, you know, I, I love the people that would be on there and they would say that. And I'm like, yeah, how many foster kids have you taken? How exactly. many kids have you adopted? And they've never taken any. And that's the part that pisses me off. Yeah, how many times have you donated to a foster care agency or gone and dropped off backpacks or clothes to all these kids? How many times have all these people that go and protest the abortion clinics? How many of them go and protest at uh, the state capitol buildings about the broken foster care system nobody's doing that so we're pro-life but we don't care about what happens to these kids once they're alive yeah no oh, they're, they're, you... yeah it, not just the kids but the adults i oh. mean i it, you know one of one of the things that's a broken record is oh well it's just it repeats generation after generation they learned what you're they learned them there the you're, you're keeping them there Exactly. So you're perpetuating it and you're not doing anything to provide solutions and you're just saying, well, it is the way it is. Right. And they need to make up their mind if if they want to say life begins. Right. Because when life begins is a religious or philosophical question. It's not a law. Right. It's it's that's not what we're talking about. It's it's a religious or philosophical question. So if you want to say that life begins at conception, well, then why are men not paying? child support from the minute a woman finds out she's pregnant, right? Because that's what you're saying, that we that abortion should be legal because it's killing a life. Well, then why is a man not financially obligated to start paying bills for that yeah. child the minute that child's conceived? And because all those expenses start that right then. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so in the opinion, they actually, he, Alito actually wrote the quiet part out loud as to why they're doing this. They need a constant flow of people because they have a war machine and they need warm bodies of, from poor people who will join their military. That's how our government works. That was, that was fair. I think that was Barrett's, uh, yep, she, ac she actually wrote in there that we, we need, and this is verbatim that we need a constant domestic supply of infants. Infants. I mean, it's hands made still anyway, sorry to go jump back to what Jeffrey was saying. Christianity is one of, it's the only, and it's only since really Roe v. Wade that is anti-abortion because it was like Jerry Falwell and all these guys that put all this money and then Reagan and into Reagan that made everything, you know, I'm going to be, you know, pro-life and pro this and I'm pro-family and, 
it was, you know, in the seventies when it was like, the more kids you have, the more money we're going to give you. So keep having kids. We need to like repopulate this whole, we need to repopulate this nation of ours. All of these things started happening. And really quickly, I did, um, I looked up the uh, statistics from the CDC about the actual amount of abortions and when they typically happen. And it's 92.7 happened less than 13 weeks, which is not a viable anything. 6.2% happen at 14 to 20 weeks. And these people that say, oh, you're ripping it from limb to limb and it feels everything. It does not feel anything, at least until the 19th to 21st week of gestation. And less than 1% happen after 21 weeks. Which again, goes back to what Kelly was saying that if you've gone this long, something in that pregnancy has gone horrifically wrong. Yes. Yes. Right. And the odds of somebody like just finding out or being something else are so, uh, so slim. Slim. And, slim, and again, slim. like again, this isn't a law, right? Because if it is a law, then how could we incarcerate a woman if she was pregnant? Because if, if a baby then is alive from conception... Right, the baby is not allowed due process, but the baby's going to jail with the mother. Mm-hmm. We we we've got some issues here, right? Like, how do we how to how the baby baby's going to jail with mom? No, no, no. Baby needs due process because the okay. baby's alive, right? I, I mean, really, if we're gonna fucking do this, let's do this, right? I mean, how do you you can't have it both ways? And you talk about you know you talk about these these. Christians talk about foster kids and adoptions always an answer and blah, 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 blah. Well, in Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Christian uh, adoption center not allowing the adoption of a child to a gay couple who wanted to adopt a child. So you, it's just a morality play and it's a misplaced one and it's, so another another thing that a lot of people don't realize either is the uh, Republicans are playing a long game. And so there's two ways to get a, an amendment to the Constitution pushed through to push through. One is for the Congress to amend it with two thirds of a vote. The other way is for two thirds of the states to change their laws, mm-hmm. which will change the con- and then ask for the Constitution to be amended. So that I think it's like 32 states would have to. So 26 states have trigger laws that would outright ban abortion altogether. As soon, it, so the Supreme Court's not voting to ban abortion. What the Supreme Court's doing is vote, back to the voting to send it back to the states. To That's set always the stage re- to set the stage for the next step. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then once they have that step, they can take away gay rights. They can take away whatever they want, really. Mm-hmm. But not gun rights. We wouldn't do that. Not gun rights. No. 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 Never. Well, Never. I mean, this is where, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is when people should be storming the Capitol. This is that moment. Well, and, you know, they said on Fox News had this big, huge thing, like how disgusting it was that all these the judges were being doxxed and all these people and you know, how dare they do all these things to them and protest in front of their houses. I'm sorry. Well, they're only affecting the lives of millions and millions of people. So 
Scratch, yeah. scratch that though. You and I grew up in Buffalo, where like the first murder of an abortion abortion doctor happened in Buffalo, where mm-hmm. their pipe bombs were set up in their offices, and you've got women going to Planned Parenthood. This is the thing: Planned Parenthood is not about abortion. Abortion. That's what I was. That's what I was just gonna say. Planned Parenthood ha- has has men's sexual health, HIV health. You know, um, it, it can, you can have the plan B, birth control, you know, normal health care. Don't, do, don't they do just regular health care for women who yes. don't have access? Yes, yes. absolutely. I, what, men and well, no, I'm saying I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Well, and that's my no. point. It's, yeah. it's been and, stigmatized but, by an agenda. Yes. Mm-hmm. That it's, and they sit there and protest in front of Planned Parenthood. And you know, ridicule these people going in there for. Can I tell a funny story? Healthcare, but they want yes. In one second, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> this no, is my you. Mercury and retrograde shaking out. It just angers me that there's this like dichotomy of oh, these poor, poor judges having to go through all of this when <sighs> this has been happening since I can remember since Kelly and I were in. I think middle school when the first bombing happened of an abortion clinic in Buffalo, you know, in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. I mean, it's anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh no, there's this, there's the Planned Parenthood in Auburn, uh, in between what Grand? I don't know the street it's on. It's not there anymore, but yeah. Oh, it's not there anymore. So people used to protest outside of there. So one day I went and I went up to McDonald's and I got, a couple 32 ounce sodas and i went back and as i passed the first time i just whipped it over my car and sprayed all the people with soda i got three of them so i could do it three times do you remember the abortion mobile Really oh not. my God! It was all decoupage. Oh, oh yeah, no, I do. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like an a old, Ford Tempo. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was this old was, like you couldn't even tell what color it was. It had all these like blue baby pictures like in garbage cans. Like oh, she, I think she got a Ford tour. She had two different cars. She had the original one and then the second one. Yeah, it was it was just decoupage. Yeah. With grossness. yeah, it was completely it was, covered in bumper stickers. So we used to go up and talk to that lady. And she would give you little plastic fetuses, <laughs> like little, like they'd be like this big, and she'd be like, "This is the little babies that they kill." And my friend, and Rachel, this is why we all have mental illness from Auburn. My my friend Rachel, she took one of it and she held it in her hands and she like spit it in her hands and like she like squeezed it out between her fingers and she's like, "Look, this one was born." It just like landed on the sidewalk, and we're like, "Uh oh, well, another one, another one's done." (laughs) But here's the thing: I mean, I what? (laughs) What? Sorry about that. I am I am respectful of people's I am respectful of people's religious beliefs. I am, but when those beliefs spill over into other affecting other people's rights their human rights and they're not matched by like like we talked about where's the support for what why isn't that person putting their time and energy into supporting the unwanted children or supporting 
um, foster care. And uh, I mean, that's not that's Wait, not how, what's happening. How, I got how, come we don't call, how come we don't call beliefs opinions like they are? Uh, Genesis, Genesis. Okay, let's talk about the religious. Genesis chapter two, verse seven. The, <laughs> then the Lord about the formed the, is it? No, it's, it's I'm just Yes, the sermon, honey, the sermon, okay? Then the Lord formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed the breath of life out of his nostrils and became a living being. First breath, first breath, that's when he became a living being. You got to read the book, kids. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. <laughs> I'm no, saying, I mean, you, you no, just you're right, bitch, You just can't bitch and say, oh, the Bible, and then, but not read the fucking thing. Well, and that's what, ha and unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of Christians is they only read the good half. Girl, chapter two, chapter two, verse seven, first book of the Old Testament, kids, Genesis. Okay, so it's right there. He had to breathe the breath of life into him. He wasn't alive yeah. till first breath. Well, that's the beautiful thing about theology. It's like you can just pick and choose which parts exactly. you believe or whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. But, well, well church is just, also a book club where nobody reads the book. They were they were old. It was a long time ago, and they didn't understand as much about science as we do today. So that's why they would say something yeah, was, like that. But then later, like within the same breath, they'll say, "Well, yeah, so it's right in the like you're you're right." The bottom line is you're using a two thousand year old hearsay, word of mouth collage of like stories, whatever from. Yeah. Years and years and years before science existed, like five hundred years worth of stories. How are, in, how are you using yeah. that today for anything? How? The Bible wasn't put together until five hundred AD. I mean, here's the thing: if Kelly and I were menstruating, we would have to be covering our heads and in a red tent. Right, and you know, and that's <clears throat> I actually. Oh, guys, got, I gotta go. Actually, I gotta go find my red tent. Sorry, I, I mean, got banned on Twitter. For oh, quoting God. the Bible back to a woman, she got into a fight with me, right? Uh, and it was like, what I don't even remember, but it was like the one basically, if you spoke ill to a man or whatever, whatever the consequence was, I used, I went and like copy and pasted that and I got I got banned for like three days on my personal account for quoting the Bible. And I'm like, I, I were, you know, I fought it and you said had, like that well, it was a direct quote from the Bible. And you actually studied the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like infuriated with Twitter that they banned me for three days. I'm like, that was a quote from the Bible. Like I was just proving a point to this woman that she was committing a mortal sin by the way that she was speaking to me. And that was what her punishment was. And from that's the book why book. I backhanded her. Right, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, bitch, you talk to me like that again, Jesus is going to stone you to death because Listen, that's what it says. They also don't seem to realize that Leviticus says nothing about homosexuality either, but they haven't figured that one out either. Right, like Father Sham and the G the man that, uh, that would teach us religion in high school, he would say ejaculation ejaculation outside the woman's vagina was a mortal sin it, because that. that Yes, because it's life. Semen is alive. So is an egg alive? You should well, okay. ask him how you should have let said me, how many boys. Let me ask this question then. Why aren't we applying the same standard to all other forms of life? Well, there you go. Semen's alive. So how is that not murder? Right. No, but I'm yeah, same thing. But like why is it unique to humans? Why are we only concerned concerned with human reproduction? 
Why aren't we monitoring? Um, I mean, well, we're only decisions really concerned are concerned with women. Well, decisions, well, that's my point. Decisions happen every day in nature, and nobody is regulating, you know, wildlife to say, well, I, I can't well, believe that mother walked away or did this because mother knows. But, well, so we trust nature. They're just not, they're just not that organized. But that's what I'm saying is, like, it's, it's hypocritical to say. <laughs> we just put them in captivity. That's right. Uh, well, and here's that's true though. I mean, we're monsters because we are. We we're monsters, and we've taken, just like with the indigenous, we've taken all of it. Just like we're taking half of the Brazilian rainforest, we we're taking yeah. it all. We are the monsters of the. If you look at the planet and everything we've done to the Earth, to other species, like, why well, I, I we think are was- the disease. I think humans are like bacteria. Like we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. And sometimes the bad bacteria overruns the good bacteria. And that's when the planet starts to die, just like the human. Right now, we got to get rid of the bad bacteria. There is good bacteria. It's just I'm we trying, need an antibiotic. Uh, we just got to wipe all of them out. And with the bad yeah, it's, 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 called, a, it's the, called a nuke. This yeah. is why when, when everybody was losing their mind, when a certain person, I'm not even going to go there, but when a certain person may have uh, given people, people took it as, maybe you should involve bleach into your life to avoid getting sick. Involve bleach okay? into your life. I'm not saying it. I'm say- I, I watched the whole thing live, right? I understood that's oh, not what he too. meant. He didn't know that. That's not what he was saying. And the next day they're all going nuts saying, ah, he said to drink bleach, right? That's not what the man said. But why are you saying anything? If these people drink bleach, let them. It's solving the problem. Natural selection. Shut the fuck up. Stop talking about it. Let nature do its job. Yeah. Thirty eight times. Big bro. problem. See, I could have abortion, but my mom, she just—I don't know. She made a bad choice. And here I am. Dana, if I live closer to you, I swear to God, I would slap you. Ugh. My I mean, mom had Kristen, me wrong, I like, think, I, think I of all the suffering that could have been uh, like just alleviated by me not there. I'll take away your Christmas, your birthday present. Well, your kids wouldn't be there. I know, but somebody else's would be. Somebody else's would be. <laughs> you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. I love that. I, I, uh, Everything is meaningless. Let's just go watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the butterfly effect. I'm a little yeah. concerned. Maybe we should give Dana some medication. Um, uh, yeah, I tried that. <laughs> That's fine. Do we need to the sunshine I blow up my ass starts to hurt. Um, <laughs> so pro-choice is not pro-abortion. Can we talk about that? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. Like the thing that people, that drive me, they're like, well, I'm pro-life. Because pro-choice going to euthanasia, but I'm exactly. fine with like people what about making the their elderly choice. In Asia? Yeah, well, and the the fact of the matter is that pro-life is not pro-life. It's not pro-life. You're right. It's it's a it's a phrase, and it it does not embody supporting all life right. at all. It yeah. isn't. It right. isn't. It's the life that we imagined. The we being a very small collective yes. of people. Exactly. And their image, and it doesn't leave room for reality. It doesn't and that's leave where room I have... for the you know 
anybody who somebody's different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The foster children or the you're gay, you're trans, you're black, you're this, you're that, whatever. There is so much bias in this world. So I am the pro-life phrase. It doesn't mean pro-life. And this nonsense that it's my body, my choice when it comes to the vaccine. Why are we not having with those people? Yes. Same energy. When it's my body, my choice with my vagina. Or oh, my children. It interferes with their call. That's a. It's not consistent logic. And what it comes down no. to is kind of what I opened with is that it's culty. None of this belongs on the legislative table, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. These are, you I know, b- back to, you mentioned certain states are outlaw, outlawing the plan B. How do you reverse an FDA decision to approve medication and make it only selectively avail- available depending on where you live? How is that even possible? Isn't that just like weed, though? How is that? Un- how is that not unethical? Okay, wait a second. Now, can I listen? This is literally going to throw. I, I just can I just throw a whole wrench right now? Sure. Guys? Oh yeah. Is that from the Bible? Right, because we're talking. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, throw a crowbar. Right, Dinner. because let's we're talking about right them changing laws and rights and our rights. Okay, right. So we know we're kind of like we're talking about two groups of folks, right? What if, like, we were to say, keep your guns. Leave us alone. We will leave you alone. Everybody do your thing. We'll do our thing. Why, why, why can't we just do that? <laughs> well, I, you know, what, Jeffrey, Can we throw in some mental health, please? And, yeah, and let's have better mental health. Like, yeah. you keep your guns because I'm sorry. The way things are going, we're probably going to need them. Uh, we'll keep, um, you know, abortion and gays and trans. And that's how the mentally ill people. Yeah, yeah, and the foster kids. And yeah. like everybody just go home. But one of one everybody of the <laughs> Jeffrey, you're not wrong, but one of the have a snack. One of the more triggering um social media posts that I saw was if if you're really pro life, then the kids of Sandy Hook would be graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. I also understand that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's the logic that I follow, but we're but, I, but we're being very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. About the lens through which we look at things, and that is concerning, for sure. I agree. You know, so Dana, we've got about ten minutes left in the show. You've been yeah. mostly quiet, and I don't know if it's because you're listening or because you don't have anything to add. But I, I well, invite you to add. There's a lot. I could add. I mean, honestly, like if you notice, I'm kind of looking off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like I made the mistake. I think you're right? reading. You're <laughs> at reading. The, at the beginning of the episode before we started recording to, for the audience's uh, benefit, uh, I decided. Audience, it's to, one person, but go ahead. All right. So I decided to just Google abortion rights because I am a glutton for punishment and I like to torture myself. So I did that. And then I saw page after page of what appeared to be backwards land. I was like, oh, it's backwards day. Everything's going upside down now. And I was just ignorant. Like it was it was like the day that Trump got elected. It was like I'm looking at things like, that's not right. Really? That happened? Like for real? Like in real life, this is what's happening. It's not a movie, and right. It's page after page of just mm-hmm. nonsense. Like it's 
there's people protesting like at their wits end that are probably on a really similar wavelength to me right now like are you freaking right R really no, that's what we're doing like it's just mind -blowing. like i just keep i keep looking off to the side like I, i'm listening to everything you're saying but also i'm absorbing it from like the world right now like it's just the world is just losing its mind. Well, I mean, maybe not the world, but America anyway. Like, all the people no. are no, the world. The world is, answer, because yeah. they're looking at us like we're fucking lunatics. Uh, well, it, all right. So there's a podcast I listen to, and it gives me optimism for how the world perceives us. Because there's these guys. They had a lot of fun. They went to uh, Australia, and they did a live show over there. One of their friends was doing the podcast with them, and he was from Australia. And one of the most endearing things he said is they apologized for Trump being their president. And he's like, nah, it's okay. We get it. We've had our, our share of complete imbeciles too. And it's not your fault. You'll get through it. <laughs> like, And that's just what I feel like the world sees us now. It's like, don't worry. Those guys will die. You'll get through it. There'll be new people. They'll take their place. That are this is, harder. Well, what's okay. the, what's the name the of the podcast? Yeah, what is no, it? What's the oh, it's called The Dollop. They do like it's like two comedians. Like yeah, they do like historical, like historical, yeah, they do really random historical history events. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, but they're really cool. funny. I enjoy that. But the scary thing about this decision is that um, if this goes into effect, one day is one day too long, in my opinion. Yeah. And the door that it opens for eviscerating human rights across the board because um, I know a lot of people who are, we'll say libertarian, who don't really see a role for the government in their lives. And I probably fall into that category <laughs> more often than not. Um, this is what we, I would call the slippery slope of, of interference. Um, and it's a dangerous one for sure. I know a lot of people are looking at the opposite saying this is long overdue. Um, you know, how could we have allowed this to go on? But uh, I, I'm not in that camp. I'm in the camp of this happens, and this is a very slippery slope of, of not seeing the whole human and not seeing, not recognizing our differences and our rights as humans and legislating something that has no business being legislated. Well, and I don't know that even the people voting on it have a personal investment in the choices that they're making. How many of those votes do you think actually just came from the party? They're like, oh, well, the party's voting this way. I better do it, too. Well, yes, like, that, you have that, and then you have their the, the Christian idealism of it all. And they're ba they're based they're basing it on their. Well, and that whole the whole thing about Christians, like the the it being a sin not to have as many children as possible. Like, there's Jeffrey. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there there's verse after verse in the Bible that specifically speaks to breeding out other religions. Like, increase your numbers so you can beat them at war. Increase your numbers, because if there's more of us than them, we'll win. Like, it, it's And we should have evolved about, beyond that, yeah. We are still literally trying to breed dumb ideology to be the mass vote in the world. Like, but it's, that, incredible. it's incredible. But in our government, that's what is, that is what, where the money is right now. And depending on how these elections go, our, the money is with old, rich, Republican, very, very, very deeply 
embedded with Christian ideology and money deeply. And unfortunately, what about and, what about other religions where um, polygamy is reg regularly practiced and, you know, mm -hmm. men are allowed to have, you know, endless numbers of wives and the women have no say in the number of children that are being reproduced. And there is no mechanism for them to report rape and child abuse and all these other things. I mean, that that's a whole other side of this where, um, well, you F know, FLDS would say that that is no longer allowed the mormon church would say that's no longer allowed or nor practiced okay that's, but it is it is but the fundamental of the mormon church like if you were looking at the top tier of the mormon church as a sure. whole but in practice is it happening yes of course it's happening and i think those are like those would be like the more fundamentalists those would be just like just like a lot of the fundamental 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 christians like the Bethel churches and the Hills and the Hills songs and the Hillsboro Baptists. So those kind of like, you've got those deeply entrenched churches with really loud voices and those are being the loudest ones heard. I mean, I sat there and had an argument with my parents on mother's day and my mom's like, Oh, cause I have a shirt that says fuck Greg Abbott. It's my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother's like, if you were <laughs> if you respect me at all, you won't wear that shirt around me. And I said, I respect you, but I said it's, and we had this argument about six weeks that in Texas, it's six weeks. The abortion is six weeks. And my mother's like, no, it's, it's viability. It's 16 weeks. And I'm like, it's mm -hmm. six. I said, Google is free. Google it. Yeah. Well, why would you Google something that contradicts something that somebody said on the internet that you agree with? They exactly. They argue with me for like a solid, like, five minutes and i said just google it and she's like oh you're i had no idea i just want to say one one other thing back to like the ratification of the constitution so back right before the civil war this this happened before and we know what happens when we try to take human rights away so in 19 or in 1857 the dred scott decision came which basically what they said was that uh the American Constitution did not specifically say African American in it, and so it didn't include them. And and they're using the same thing. It doesn't say abortion in it. It doesn't say gay rights, and it. it doesn't say these things. So what happened was it got sent back to the states. And as soon as it got sent back to the states, they came up with the Fugitive Slave Act, mm -hmm. where they were able to not only take Black people's rights away but re-enslave them. Sharpen the pencil, yeah. And then or, we know what happened. Then we know what happened in the 1860s. A, our modern day police system so that's what policing would be yeah but but we went into a civil war so to think that that wouldn't happen again i think people need to not be that naive yeah well and perhaps we've just gotten too comfortable with assuming that our rights will be protected but they won't be yeah no and i i don't know this is this has been a challenge challenging topic for me all the way around because um, fundamentally I want to respect other people's beliefs where I draw the line is when their beliefs or as Brian would say opinions affect the rights of others the moment that you and that your belief system infringes on fundamental rights of others I can't recognize it as being a legitimate belief or 
the the funny part about you saying that is I think I think it was Ronald Reagan that said that, um, and it's funny that they're trying to take people's rights away. That your freedom stops where mine begins. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so maybe they should listen to their own party leaders of past. I want you to say that one more time because it's a good note to close the show on. Yeah, he said my my freedom begin or your freedom ends where mine begins. Yes. So. And I think in summary, that's a lesson we should all be reminded of. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for um, a good conversation this week. Yeah, I am in gratitude for all of you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. All of you. Bye. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.